Happy Easter Four Points. I'm standing in the place that I don't know if there could be any place better in the world to celebrate Easter worship experiences than the Garden Tomb. I've stepped into this and I got some really good news. He's not in there. And so today, the word that we want to bring to you is the word why. Like, why do you celebrate that Jesus is risen? Is it the fact that I can walk in here because that's pretty awesome. Or is it the fact that you grew up in church and you heard Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so, or is there more? Is there more to understanding the risen Savior, Jesus Christ? Matthew 27 tells us that at preparation day, when, when, when they had prepared the body of Jesus and they had put him in the tomb, that, that Herod and the Roman soldiers got nervous. And so they rolled a stone right like this in front of the tomb to make sure that the disciples didn't come steal the body of Jesus. Many people believe that that's what happened to Jesus' body. Is that what you believe? Is, is that what you believe maybe happened? And, and, and then other people say, say well, well, he was never really in there and they had the wrong tomb. And other people say they just, they just ripped his clothes out and, 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 and put his clothes in and he wasn't ever there in the first place. But then Matthew 28 tells us that on the first day of the week, on the very first day of the week, that, that when Mary Magdalene came in to prepare the room and, and make sure everything was okay, that the stone had rolled away and that the Roman soldiers who would have been standing right outside of here had a look on their face of shock and terror and they were like dead is what Matthew 28 in the early verses says. And listen, here's what's crazy. She walks in and she sees the angel of the Lord standing there. Do not be afraid for he is risen indeed. The single most significant event in human history took place right here. And that's what we celebrate today. But today, the message that I wanna to bring to you is the message why I believe this. Because it's not enough just to say, for the Bible tells me so. And the Bible is absolutely enough. But understanding the significance and the backstories and who witnessed it and how they witnessed it and then who believed, that's why I believe. And I believe because he has made me alive. His resurrection is my resurrection. He took on sin and death so that I could have life in his name. And this is where death is no more. This is why we're all alive. This is why I have hope in his name. And so today I can't wait to bring this message to you. I can't wait to see what God does in your life. And I'm believing that this is going to be the greatest day in many of your lives as we celebrate the resurrected King. Come on, everybody. If y'all are excited about Jesus being alive, let me hear you shout right now. Come on, somebody. Woo! I'm so excited about today, man. I've been chomping at the bit, ready to go. And um, I'm just telling you, Four Pointers, if y'all are partners or you attend here regularly, can y'all just look around and tell everybody that's here that's a guest with us how pumped up we are that they're here worshiping with us today? Come on now. Pumped up. So I'm just going to jump right in and I want to tell you why I'm excited about today because many of you, many of you know about Jesus and many of you celebrate Jesus. Many of you are here today and you didn't just open an Easter basket this morning that the Easter bunny dropped off at your house, somebody, but you celebrate that Jesus is risen. But here's the good news and this is the goal today. 
I'm just going to drop the hammer this morning. We're going to start off with the hammer. Y'all ready? You don't just have to celebrate the resurrection. You can experience the resurrection of Jesus in your life. Let me try that again because half y'all are looking at me and this is good news. You don't just have to celebrate it. You can experience the resurrection of Jesus in your life right now. Now that's good news. But here's the deal. I want y'all to know this. I'm not going to put it on the screen, and I don't put anything on the screen, so they're not either, somebody. But listen, Luke chapter 10 says, this is Jesus. In verse 19, he says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And then he said, I'm giving you the authority to step on the serpents and step on the scorpions. And those are angels and demons. Or those are fallen angels. They're demons, and they're, they're the enemy of darkness. And listen, this is the truth. We can, we can experience resurrection in our marriages. We can experience resurrection in our mortgages and in our, in our finances. And listen, in all of these things. But here's what Jesus said in the next verse. And I, listen, that's true. And some of y'all need that today. You need a heartbeat in something in your life. And you came in here hoping to get some hope. And listen, we're talking about the hope of glory. So there's hope for any of you that are still breathing. But here's the deal. He said, but don't celebrate all those things. Celebrate this, that your name's written in heaven. That your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. That you have life in his name and you have experienced the resurrection. So for every one of you that have experienced the resurrection of Jesus, that's our hope. Not that my marriage can be healed, not that my finances can be healed, but as a result of my walking with Jesus, that is true. But experiencing the resurrection is understanding that he is not just alive in this world, but he's alive in me. He's alive in me. That's why I was over there dancing. Y'all were looking at me like, what's wrong with that cat? Because I come alive in the river. Come on, somebody. I'm alive today in Jesus' name. But I want to start with y'all at the very beginning. This is what the Bible says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form, and darkness covered the face of the deep. Darkness, darkness covered the face of the deep. And then John starts off like this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse 14 it says, the Word became flesh and lived among us, and that flesh lived 33 years, took on sin and death, defeated it, got up out of that grave, and that's why we have hope today, but listen... It says that the darkness was all over the place, but the light has overcome it. That the darkness was in the earth, but the light came to overcome it. And I'm here to argue with you today. But it's not against you, it's for you and with you. That the light that's the sun that's going to come out today, praise the Lord. And the moon that's the light is good. But the true light, the one true light, the one true hope is Jesus. And many of you know all about it. But that's not experiencing the light in your life. Experiencing light in your life is experiencing, not just celebrating the resurrection. Having breath breathed into a, a, a body that is decaying. I'm not that old, but one day I will be in the grave. And, and I don't get to choose when that is. God will choose when my destiny is. It's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, face judgment. Hebrews 9.27. And whenever that day is, that's just the end of my vapor, my life that was here on earth. But... But God has breathed new life into me and I've experienced the resurrection. And so the goal is that you all experience, not just celebrate, the resurrection of Jesus. And so this is the question. This is what I want everybody to think about. I don't care if you've been in church for 50 years, you've never missed a week, or if today's your first time. The ground's level at the cross. Did y'all know that? And here's the question. Why do we believe? I mean, I know I walked into that grave, and that's pretty awesome, by the way, because he ain't in there. Come on, somebody. He gone. But is that, that, is that enough that you see me in there? Is that really why we believe? 
Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. James chapter 2, verse 19 says that Satan and his demons believe and tremble. Did you know that? So celebrating that Jesus is alive puts us in the same category if that's where we stop is Satan because he knows that he's alive. He was defeated. And he wants to trick you and steal and destroy everything about Jesus and his fullness and the fullest life that you can live with him. And this isn't about your finances and this isn't about your marriage. This is about experiencing his resurrection internally. And many of us want all the good things that come with Jesus like a magic show. But I'm telling you all this, and this is the burden that I come to you with today. Light has overcome the world, but darkness is spreading all around. And I'm not just talking about sin. I'm talking about spirit. And this is what I'm telling you today, and this is what I believe God has dropped on my heart. The Southeastern United States, can I just tell y'all before I say anything else, I love living here. Come on now. I love South Carolina. I love the fact that we're very close to the mountains, very close to the beach, and we live in the beautiful upstate of South Carolina. If anybody else likes it, come on, give me a shout if y'all like living up here. <clears throat> so I'm not mad at the upstate. I love it. But can I just tell you that when we started this church, we had many people say, who I've never met before, that's all we need is another church. And can I just tell you I agree with them. We don't need just another church. We need somebody, and I mean somebody's not just one somebody, that will take on the spirit of religion. Because the spirit of religion is killing us. Listen to me carefully. The spirit of religion making you believe that if you don't do enough good, that you're not truly resurrected, is killing us. The spirit of religion that is all over the place, that is like, that is like darkness spreading over the deep, that is like a cloud that is low-hanging in the upstate of South Carolina, which is the buckle of the Bible Belt. Listen, you can find religion everywhere you turn, but I don't see a risen Savior in people's lives spreading out with love and with hope spreading out. And I'm telling you today, the hope is that we'll experience the resurrection so they can experience the resurrection and we turn this place upside down and that's the goal so I just thought I'd lay it out for you today because it's not enough to believe about him because I'm going to show you some things John chapter 7 verse 5 says even his brothers what does it say? they didn't even his brothers not even them really believed now, now let me just say this his brothers Believed that he was Jesus. Did y'all know that? They believed that he was, that he was living because they lived with him. Are y'all with me today? They lived with him. They knew he was around. It's not like one day his brother said, I don't even think that cat's here. Let's pretend that he's not here. He's playing. It's, it's, there's some weird thing going on. That guy's not real. But if, if you can put yourself in his brother's shoes for a minute, I need y'all to be real with me and to take off your hat that you're trying and a mask. Y'all know what I'm talking about and be real. If you were a brother or a sister of Jesus, how bad would it have stunk to be James, Judas, Simon, and then sisters? Because you know when, when they played hide and seek, Jesus knew where they were hiding. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? That's not fair. He's like, I know you're behind the couch. Get out from under there. And you know every time Mary said, boys, clean your room, Jesus said, pew. And it was clean. It's like, hey, don't clean it. And he didn't sin. And you know it was awful to be them. And they knew who he was, and they knew what he was saying he was. But in this time, by the way, they're not little boys anymore. They're grown men. And people were following Jesus. John was one of his disciples, the one that wrote this book, were following Jesus, and they did not believe. But then something happened in James, who is the same James, the half-brother of Jesus. He wrote a book called James, four chapters, an unbelievable book in the Bible. 
Six chapters, don't worry about what I just said. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. No, the word servant means slave or bond servant. James, a slave under the authority of Jesus, my king of all kings. My brother, I need someone to take a pill for a second and calm down with me because I'm the only one that's a little uptight. Because what would it take for you to say? I, I wish my sisters were here because I would just look at them and say, what would it take for y'all to say a bond servant for Mark Pangle? Right? He is the savior of the universe. He is the one who is and is to come. I don't have enough money. I don't care how much money you have. There's not enough for, for them to say, I am a servant, a living slave under the authority of the king of all kings. That's me. So what happened? What shifted? What took place that made him go from? I don't believe, and neither do my brothers. We think this guy's a lunatic, a crazy person. We don't like him. I, I'll just be honest with you. I, I think that they really strongly were disgusted by Jesus. And the fact that he was perfect. And the fact that Mary was his mama, but Joseph wasn't his daddy. Because king, the king of all kings, the Lord, was his daddy. And that, that didn't sit well with them, but something happened that caused them to believe. And you see, this is why I believe, because some of you sit in your seat today and you come every once in a while or you come every week, but you still sit with that campfire Jesus that you got when you were in high school. And I'm not making fun because I had the greatest experience of my life was in high school when I trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. I played games my whole life in the summer before my senior year. I realized my desperate need for a resurrection in my life. But many of you experienced something small in high school and you threw you threw the stick in the campfire. Y'all know what I'm talking about on cry night, the last night of camp. And Jesus has kind of stayed there with you because he's not your friend. He's not the love of your life. He's not the friend that sticks closer than the brother. He's not the song that you sing in the morning and the song that you sing before bed. He's not what is made new every morning. He's something that you think about every once in a while when you're in need. And can I just tell you that that's not a resurrection in your life because his steadfast love is new every morning. And his mercies never come to an end. And if the only thing we experience is that we get to put on clothes that some of y'all think are nice and some of y'all don't when you look up here and you think, what is that dude wearing? Come on, somebody. I got the KD8s on, so don't hate. But like, 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 if that's the only thing that we do is put on nice clothes, but we haven't been clothed in his glory and honor because he made us sons and daughters, then we haven't experienced any kind of resurrection. And we're honestly no different than Satan because we're covered in sin and shame. And many of you walked in here covered in sin and shame, hoping that your good would outweigh your bad at the end of your life. And I got bad news for you. It won't. But I got really good news for you. It doesn't have to. Because all God wants with you is a love relationship, and he wants you to believe. But not believe here, but trust here. And here's what Paul wrote. And here's why we believe. And I just want to paint a picture for you real quick of why we believe. Because... Just because I walked into that place doesn't mean that I believe because faith is not with your sight. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. We walk by faith and not by sight. But I know who I witnessed it and I know who saw it and I know who laid down their life for hope, not so that they would gain something, but because the hope of glory was inside of them. And this is why we believe. 1 Corinthians 15 says, I, this is Paul who saw the resurrected Jesus. We know that in Acts chapter 9, who was a killer of Christians. Okay, so everybody in here, y'all need to talk to me real quick. That y'all have been through some rough times and y'all feel bad about yourself. Has anybody killed Christians for a living up in this place? Look. 
Some of y'all might have because no one talked to me. Has anybody made it a job to kill Christian? Then we have no excuse because we're not quite as bad as this cat. And he said, for I delivered to you first importance. What I also received, I, Paul, also received this, that Christ died, took on sin and death and died for our sins according to Scripture. And that he was buried and then he raised on the third day. And that's today and somebody needs to shout that we get to celebrate that fact today. Come on, somebody. But then this is it. And then he appeared to Cephas and to the 12 disciples. And then watch this. And then he appeared to more than 500 people. To 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive as he was writing this. Though some have fallen asleep and many were martyred, 11 of the 12 disciples not counting Judas, but the one that was added. Eleven of the twelve died a martyr's death. I just want you to consider this. They died a martyr's death. They died upside down on a cross. They died being stoned to death. They died being beheaded. They died all kinds of crazy deaths. Why would you die for something that wasn't real? Why would you die when you saw the resurrected Jesus and he didn't say if you do these things you have hope, but he said I am your hope, just receive it. Why would you do this? Why would you act crazy? If that wasn't real. And then, and then, and then, he appeared to the half-brother of Jesus and to the apostles. Now, this word apostles means one that had seen the resurrected Jesus. Today, the word apostle for us means sent first or sent ahead. No one here is an apostle because no one here saw the resurrected Jesus on the earth. But in this case, Paul's like, I'm the least of all the apostles, but I saw him. I walked with him. I, I walk in in, in everything that I do for me to live as Christ but to die as gain today. And this guy who walked the entire time on his life trying to point people to Jesus and eventually went to Rome and said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. And now I'm going up to glory and was beheaded. But on the last day that he lived, sitting in the Mamertine prison in Rome, before he would be beheaded, he had a song in his heart. Who is that crazy to have a song in their heart before they're going to die except if they really saw Jesus and they really had hope and they really experienced not just celebrated the resurrection and here's what Dr. Luke said all these people had seen the resurrection he said thus it is written that Christ should suffer on the third day and rise from the dead now listen and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed shouldn't be hidden, shouldn't be, shouldn't be kept to ourselves, but should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Our, our whole purpose, our whole purpose in starting this church was to reach the least, the lost, and the lonely with the gospel of Jesus Christ to all nations, to all nationalities, to all people. I love the fact that this room today is a representation of our, of our upstate of South Carolina because heaven, I got bad news for some people if y'all don't want to be mixed and diverse. Heaven is not white. Come on, somebody, talk to me. <clears throat> My bad if y'all, if y'all were misunderstood on your whole lives. But all nations and all people give glory to God. And you begin in Jerusalem. Can I just tell you this is our Jerusalem? Our Jerusalem is the upstate. I do believe that God is going to put a kingdom imprint because of you and because of what happens in your life. But I believe that it starts right here where God's put us on Highway 101. <laughs> on the outskirts of Reedville, South Carolina. Come on, somebody. 
This is where God wants to start the imprint. And then I believe a kingdom shake is going to happen and the nations are going to find out how glorifying and how awesome he is. But we are, we are declaring war on religion. This is not religion. This is relationship. And listen, you are witnesses of all of these things. And I know that you didn't see the resurrected Jesus, but many of you have experienced the resurrected Jesus in your life. And you're witnesses of what God has done in your life. And it is not okay to stay still. And I don't care what your job is because 98% of the miracles that happened in the book of Acts happened outside of a church. So it is not about what happens inside of a church. It's what happens inside of your heart that you experience resurrection and you go out and tell the world that Jesus is the only way. And that a love relationship with a God who loved you first enough to send Jesus. That is our only hope in life. That as hopeless as I feel many times in my life, and as much as I don't feel like I should be standing up here, as inadequate as I feel, it's not about Mark Pangle. It's about King Jesus who called me to this. And for every one of you in your jobs, I want you to know that your calling is like that. Your pastor's at your home and at your workplace. But if you're not, <clears throat> there's a reason that you're not. And it's not me putting a condemnation on you. But it's me begging you to receive the hope of glory today in the person of Jesus Christ. Because the goal is that you don't just have to celebrate it. And it's fun to celebrate it. We should celebrate it. We should cheer and be excited. But the resurrection should be and can be and will be by many of you today experienced. And here's how. <clears throat> God demonstrated his love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. He died for us. He died for us. Josh, I'm going to skip to the very last slide. <clears throat> this morning, last night I, I was laying in bed and I was praying, God, I feel like I need something and I don't know what it is, so can you help me out? And I woke up at 5.30. If y'all know me, <laughs> come on somebody. 5.30 is just when you get up to pee. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? up in this mug, and then you go back to bed because 5.30 is a bad word up in my life. Come on now. But I woke up, and this is what God said. And I really believe it's for you today. God's goal for your life is not that you feel condemned, but that you start a love relationship with him, and that is what the resurrection is in your life. To understand that the God of the universe looked down on you and loved you so much that he would send Jesus. And this was my thought. People do crazy stuff when they're in love. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like crazy stuff. Are y'all with me? Yes. Like this. Y'all know what this is? Y'all know what this is? What is it? It's a ring box. And it doesn't have a ring in it because I liked it and I put a ring on it. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm an eccentric, loud personality person. So me doing a crazy thing with a crazy scene no one's really surprised about. But I know some of y'all cats out here, y'all are quiet, right? And y'all don't want everybody to see you. But when that day came that you were going to get engaged, when that day came that y'all were going to get engaged, were y'all quiet and eccentric or was your heart beating out of your chest because you knew that you got to get engaged to the one that you love so deeply and you didn't care that the world knew? As a matter of fact, you set up that the cake was going to be at your mama's house and so everybody was going to come over there and everybody was going to celebrate with you. I need anybody up in this mug that knows what I'm talking about to yell at me. And this is what you did. Baby, will you come up here? This is off the cuff, but we're going to do it. 
Because, girl, you sure are looking good today, and if I had to do it over again, I'd do it again. Come on, somebody. But that day when we were at Hatcher Gardens, on October 13th of 2000, praise the Lord, I remembered. When I turned the ring at you like this, I wanted to shout it to the rooftops because this is my lady. Come on now. That's the better part of this man. And I said, with this truck, I mean ring that's on your finger. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know why y'all are laughing. I said, I, I, I am showing you my devotion to you and I love you. And you do look good today. I just want to tell you now. And I opened up this ring as the man asking her to receive my love. Now listen to this because this is good. Here's how God demonstrated his love for you. He didn't open a box. He opened his life. And he opened himself up just like this. And he demonstrated his love for you like this. And here's all he's asking you to do. Will you receive my love for you? Because salvation is so much less complicated and a relationship is so much less complicated than we've made it. Because Leah didn't have to go through the motions and Leah didn't have to be good enough and Leah didn't have to think through what that meant. Leah knew that I opened a box and I said, I am giving you my devotion. Well, God sent Jesus to be the bridegroom and you're the bride of Jesus Christ. But many of us have played games with him and we've said maybe later and maybe sometime. And I'm just telling you today, today's the day that a bunch of brides are going to walk down the aisle and they're going to receive the gift of new life. In Jesus' name, what salvation looks like is I am loving you back. King of all kings and Lord of all lords who love me first. I'm loving you back. Jesus, I love you so much. And this is salvation. If I confess that Jesus is Lord, that I don't just believe it here, but I'm confessing it with my mouth. And then I believe it in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I am saved. And what happens in salvation is a love relationship takes place just like I love my girl. And I want everybody to know from the mountaintops how much I love my Leah. But I love my Jesus on a different level because he died and defeated death so that I never had to experience it. And there'll be a day that I go to sleep, but that's the day that I'm alive in him. And many of you need a resurrection in your marriage, and many of you need a resurrection in your homes, and many of you need a resurrection in everything else in your life, but you can't experience that until you've experienced the true resurrection, until your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the only thing that God wants for you, and many of you have played the game with religion, and many of you have known all about it, but for the very first time, I believe you're going to start a love relationship with Jesus Christ right now. And this is all it is. Lord Jesus, I confess that I've tried really hard. And I've gone through the motions. But God, I'm hopeless. I came in here heavy. And I'm lost without you. And I just want to tell you, I love you back. In Jesus' name. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me? I believe in my heart that many, 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 many people need that right now. Don't you let anything hold you back. I'm going to count to three, and I just want your boldness. I just want your boldness, and I'm going to be bold with you. I want you to be as bold as you can, but the only thing I'm going to ask you to do, if you know you need to start a love relationship, he's opened the box of his life. He came down to take on sin and death. He defeated it, and he just wants you to love him back today. And if that's what you want for your life, on the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up as high as you can. We're not going to embarrass you. Just slip it up. On the count of three, one, two, three. Come on, all over the room. Come on, I see hands everywhere. Put them up, put them up, put them up. Let me see them. Keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. Keep your hands up wherever you are. I see those three right there. Y'all keep them up. Where else? Where else? Put your hands up all over the room. Come on. 
Come on, let's celebrate together the fact that many people have said yes to Jesus for the very first time. Many people. Many people. Let me give you one more second. Don't let all of our excitement, and we're about to get real excited, I'm going to tell y'all. But don't let our excitement keep you from this fact. The song that we're about to sing says the resurrected king is resurrecting me. And every day, every day, my gratitude is the fact that God looks at me in all my hopeless state and all my hurt and all my shame. And he loves me no matter what. And he desperately desires a love relationship and that is what salvation is. And today, some of y'all will leave here and say, I don't know about that Jesus, but God is either, Jesus Christ is either the Lord of your life or he's a liar and a lunatic. And right now, some of you are deciding in your heart, I'm not sure, last chance, and I'm not gonna get emotional or excited, but last chance, because I know some of y'all wanna start a love relationship with him. Don't let pride keep you there because pride is what God kicks Satan out of heaven for. You don't wanna end up in the same place as that cat. Come on, somebody. He's destined for hell. He's destined for eternity without God. But God wants to bring heaven to earth in your life right now and for you to experience the fullest life now, not just in heaven. Don't wait. You don't have to get right later. You can get right right now by experiencing the resurrection of Jesus. So I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you somebody else in here needs Jesus. Who is it? Just show me your hand right now. Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus to resurrect my life, my home, everything about me. And I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. Who are you? Who are you in this place? I believe. God, we're so excited that many people, I have no idea how many, but many people just said yes to you. God, we confess with our mouths that you are our king. And we're so thankful that you opened up heaven, not just a ring box. And you sent down a gift much greater than a ring. You sent down the king of all kings. And he didn't come as a conquering king. He came as a servant and died so that we could have life in his name. And Lord Jesus, we love you back. And today we're going to raise our hands and lift our voices because the resurrected king is resurrecting me. We love you, Jesus. And everybody said, y'all stand with us.